you're listening to All Shit Considered. This is your host, Chai. Sorry, guys. I know it's been a really, 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 really long time. And I promise I will never forsake you guys again. But I do have a really exciting show for you guys today. So I'm super excited today. I have Glamazon Tayomi. What's up? What's going on? Thanks for having me. And then I have her friend Davia Davia. No, we're at the same thing. Who's also a sex expert, which is like amazing because now you guys get two for one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> amazing. Yes, yes. All right. So first off, like, how do you become a sex expert? Like, how did that come? We'll do you, Tayomi, first. How did that come about? Well, um, my career as a model kind of shifted a little bit. Work started to slow down. And my dad was like, well, you know, I think you should use your writing because you're naturally gifted at writing. And so when I decided to take his advice, I was like, all right, I want to start a blog, but I want to write about something I'm not going to get tired of. It's going to actually bring substance to the world. There were already so many like hair bloggers and beauty bloggers and fashion bloggers. I was like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and I started thinking, I'm like, oh, well, I know a lot about sex. And I started doing research. I didn't see any like young black women that were really in the mainstream or like popular or well-known that were bringing information about sexuality in a way that was like classy, relatable and entertaining. And it wasn't just all about like, you know, advocating being a hoe. Cause at the time there were a lot of girls who were like hoe coaches or whatever, but I'm like for actual sex education, I don't see us being represented. And instead of me complaining, I was like, well, okay, I'll be their representation. Let me start this blog. So I did some research and uh, came up with Glamorotica101.com as my name, and I just started blogging. It's actually this month makes six years, so I've been doing this. Happy anniversary! Year. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Actually, today is the actual anniversary of my blog starting, so we got to. Well, look at this. Yes. <laughs> September eighth, two thousand eleven. I started my blog. Wow. So. It's been six years and this work is amazing and it just, seem, it just seems like everything fell into place. That's how I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm doing the Lord's work. So, Amen. Amen. <laughs> to the orchestra. And you? How did this start for you, Davia? <laughs> um, it was so funny because I was always interested in sex. Like, It's funny. Everybody would just come to me asking about it. I researched. I probably read every book in the library. Um... Learned how to have my own orgasms. Was able to yeah. tell. This, this is just so crazy that you guys are like, I was interested in sex, so I decided to like make a career out of it. Like I've always <laughs> yeah. been interested in sex. I thought I was just a hoe. <laughs> like, I like that you guys decided to take it and make, make a career of it. I like that. We were talking about how like some of the songs that came out in the 90s that were like freak songs. As kids, we used to sing these songs and kind of like they resonated with us. Like nice and slow. Like right. Everybody. Right. Right. Even before I knew what six no, was. I was like, my neck, my back. Hey, lick my pussy. I was in it. Lick my pussy and my neck. Yeah, we were just singing that too. But yeah, I mean, I did that. Um, I went to school for pre-med. So I was actually that got burnt out. And I was like, what can I do with, you know, my passion? And I was already a cheerleader. And we were already having porn parties. I would take them to the stores, get them their first toy. I had a catalog and everything for them. In high school, you were having porn parties. This is college. Oh, I don't know why I forgot college had cheerleaders for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> and um, 
they were like, you can be a, a sex doctor. I was like, so I can get paid. Mm-hmm. I can make a living off of this. Mm-hmm. And then that was it. And I started venturing off and, you know, I was an orgasmic meditation coach. So yoga for the pussy. Yes. Yes. Um, and then I just wanted to do my own thing. So, yeah. So I like that you said earlier the distinction between people were doing like hoe coaching versus right. actual sex education, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. what do you think is the difference in that? Well, the hoe coaching is basically advocating for women to be sexually liberated and owning their promiscuity, which is completely fine if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But there isn't any education behind sexual health, uh, the emotional risk that goes into, you know, the holism or whatever. Um, consent. Consent. They're not really talking about like how to truly connect with your partners intimately. It's just advocating that being a slut is okay, which it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not judging that, but I saw a disparity. I saw that there was this huge gap. It was like sex education and then porn, smut, all this stuff. And in between just a bunch of people really confused about what's what. And then black people kind of being left out of that conversation because we didn't have that representation. It's like, mm. there were a few like older black women who are like obi or they are like, you know, certified sexologists and they were doing things. Wait, on- obi Oh yeah. yeah. Obstetrician gynecologist. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So sorry. The abbreviations. <laughs> but, um, but no one that was just like, Focus on sex, focus on pleasure aspect, focus on the health aspect that the public can point to and say, yeah, this, this black girl or black guy, cause we don't see that often either. No, um, they are the go-to experts if you're black, because a, a lot of people would, color, yeah. of color, yeah. Yeah. of color for sure. And literally, um, I was just tired of. Porn being the only source for people, especially people of color, to reference as far as education. And I'm like, you can be classy about how you present this stuff and it still be sexy and relatable and educational. And fun. And fun, right. You don't got to be all stuffy and shit. But at the (laughs) same time, you know, like, you got smut already. That's, That's porn. So people really were saying, man, we need some educational content. And that's where I was like, all right, I'll start this blog. And then the blog turned into a YouTube channel making videos because people need to see visually what things look like, you know? So it's a fun job. <laughs> I, I, would say. I would not change a job in the world. Anything in the world. One point that like you just talked about that I always think about is how there's obviously lots of aspects of white privilege that are amazing. Mm-hmm. But one of them is that like, Yo, white men do not give a fuck if white girls are hoes. Like, that is not a thing. Like, there are no, they like, know that. white women are allowed to do yeah. whatever, be super sexual. They can have body counts that are they're over their weight. They start getting fucked in the ass at, like, 14. And they still think they're virgins. And they they start giving blowjobs at 11. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they just are not. And their men do not shame them. And their no, men accept no. that for that. But as black women, there is this idea that there is, like, 
We don't get that. Black men are so quick to call you a fucking Even whole pregnant thing. as black as white men, they can experiment with their homeboys. But oh yeah, this one time, like in undergrad, yeah, Joe sucked my dick. It was cool. But I mean, yes, white, so much but homo, white like, boys do that, and yeah. it does not infringe upon. But that their makes me. I'm so jealous of that. Like that shit makes me so mad because as black people, we put ourselves in this stupid box well, where you're not allowed to like experiment sexually or then you need to put a label on it it's and like conditioning it's conditioning for sure respectability conditioning and it started yeah. you know so long ago of course we're still generational right. trauma from <laughs> slavery days and being oppressed like our sexuality was never healed no there wasn't anyone that came along and said hey black man you're more than a breeding bull mm-hmm. hey black woman you're more than a, a breeding a breeding bull. You Just know? think about the dancing. Like, mm-hmm. we've learned how to twerk since we were babies. But that's what I, like, where the disconnect for me is, is that, like, we are obviously so over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. Like, we're seen as, like, very much, like, the black man is seen as the sexual thing. And, like, in porn, we are very much sexualized in that way. But then for us, we don't, we're not allowed to then enjoy the benefits of that. Does that make any, and it's like, what I'm saying, yeah. make any sense? Because we are free. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> as people, we need to realize, like, we do have the right to do that. That's why when people look at us, they're like, how can you be so open and free and talk about this? And you're, you're black. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I've had people tell me that I think like a white woman because they've never met a black woman who's open and vocal about I get that all the time and it's because I'm very much like a carefree black woman and people right. don't know what that looks like it's no, they don't. it's because their their perceptions are limited very, very limited <laughs> there are many of us out here that think this way and it's for us to think this way it's and your natural birthright right like we came here because of it in some form. Yeah. And the fact that we're not able to go out and learn how to please ourselves and then to please our partners without being shamed. And I'm just like, really? But your mom was doing it. Why can't I do it? And that's this idea is that like the black man still wants, he wants you to be sexy, but like only when he wants you to be sexy. The black man doesn't know himself. <laughs> the, the, the black man doesn't know himself and therefore is going to project his insecurities onto the black woman. You want the black woman to be your saving grace, but then at the same time, you bash the black woman for being strong and opinionated and and not taking any shit. Like, on one hand, you want to run to the white woman because she's docile mm-hmm. and right. easy to get along with, but those very things that you admire black about black women are the very things that you bash at the same time, and mm-hmm. it just has everything to do with the generational conditioning. The, the, the toxic shit that's just been passed down generation to generation from the trauma that we've sustained and like with us even doing what we do it's healing in itself it is anytime we meet with people anytime we have events anytime we do uh webinars seminars whatever even us just showing up that's healing healing in itself even people like that follow me on snapchat they will write me and say just even watching you is helping me feel better about myself and feel more confident in who I am. Right. And, and, and just seeing yourself represented in someone who is free, that's, that's like giving permission in itself. All black people need is to be given permission to say, guess what? It's okay for you to be kinky. It's okay for you to tongue down your partner in the middle of Times Square with everybody watching. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you smack your partner on Preach. the beach. Like, seriously. <laughs> it's okay if you suck their dick. Yeah. And, and okay, it's it's okay. Can we talk about you guys watching Secure? 
Yes. I I can't say I do. I do. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't? I, the only reason why I watched that one episode of The Come Shot was because I was tagged to talk about it. But why do you not watch Insecure? It's a great show. She said you can get on my nerves. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I can't do the black woman pain porn, if that makes sense. And that's what I get from it. The same thing with Gabrielle Union show. Like, oh, well, that's a totally different, right? Like, I, I, I totally see where you're coming from mm-hmm. in that. When it comes to, like, being Mary Jane, it's that role that I, I hate to constantly see, which is kind of the Molly character, mm-hmm. right? Is the successful black woman who can't find a man, woe is me. Like, she has all her other things together, but she's so riddled with her. It, like, that bullshit I don't like. And mm-hmm. it perpetuates a stereotype that it, it's... I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. But Insecure isn't that. Like, Insecure is a different story because, especially as I can relate to it in the sense that, like, I am an awkward black girl. And that's mm-hmm. where, like, I, like, was list- watching, like, her YouTube series. Like, that's something I related to. Mm-hmm. You know, like, every time there was, like, a black person on TV, you had to be, like, super sassy, boquisha, or you need, you know, like, there was, yeah, like, and there's still so many of these stereotypical roles that, like, I never really fall in, right. fell into, right? Like, was Nigerian, grew up in the village, and I moved here early, and, like, there's things that, like, I just never fit into those roles, and, like, insecure, I'm like, okay, this is something that's written by black women, mm-hmm. and you can feel it. Like, there are things that, like, being Mary Jane, there is a lot of fucking white people in that writing room. There are things yeah. that they don't get, but like with Insecure, it feels authentic and you should really give it a chance. Come okay. But one of the points is like you've talked about two things I want to talk about from the show is, okay, the thing about like guys not being, like black men not being able to experiment with sexuality, right? Mm-hmm. And when Molly had that great guy, I can't remember his name. Jared. Jared wonderful <laughs> jared who like i love jared yeah he was like beneath in terms of like he he didn't have a college degree mm-hmm. and molly's like a super successful attorney and mm-hmm. you know but he was a great guy they meshed well jive she really really liked him so she found out that one time what was it did he kiss a guy no he got his dick sucked by a in college but he said it wasn't his thing Mm-hmm. He said it was a one-time thing it just happened it wasn't my thing it never happened after that and molly couldn't get over it Mm-hmm. And I was like, girl, this a good ass dude. Ain't taking you down good. And you sitting up here getting upset because one time in band camp, he did. And the shit. thing is, like, realistically, like, if it was something that, like, even if he had the most latent homosexuality, then he wouldn't have admitted it to you. Like, you'd be hiding it. Like, but those yeah. are things that we get bogged down with because right. um, on an old show I was on, like, I was the only girl on that thing where everyone was like, yo, he's gay. Uh, uh, you can't, like, he, that's not, that's not, I'm not And my thing is, like, I, I know that, like, sexuality is a spectrum. And the same way that, like, women are able to experiment with their sexuality and nobody right. judges them, men should be given that same freedom. And, like, if a man is telling you, like, hey, I tried it and it wasn't his thing, like, why would you then? And that pisses me off. And mine is, like, I take it even a step further where, like, even if a guy was bi, where I know a lot of women have struggled with that, like, that's something that doesn't bother me. To me, I'm more offended that, like, my man has really ugly exes that's more embarrassing <laughs> to me than like him having like he used to date a man like right okay my thing is like that really pisses me off about like the double standard when it comes to men because homosexuality isn't something that needs to be shamed but in our community specifically black men are so fucking homophobic that it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and then black, black women are too Mm-hmm. Because they don't even give the black man any type of like leeway 
to even experiment in that way without being judged. It's automatically like, if you let a man touch your booty, touch your ass, kiss you on the, in the mouth, you gay. Right. You gay. You I gay. think black women perpetuated more than black men they even do. do. They like, do. Especially when they're young, too. Don't put Tommy's, you know, pants too tight. He gonna be sweet. You know, just like little things. And like I experienced that. that most since um, I used to live in Miami. I don't, well, we were just talking about that earlier. I used to live in Miami where... Most of the guys are. I mean, like, people are very metro. It's right. not like a culture where, like, everything isn't gay. It wasn't until I got up here where I was like, yo, like, y'all are really pressed about it. <laughs> where men can be like, yo, that's gay. That's gay. Everything was gay. I'm like, I had never experienced that before. Like, right. in Miami, it's like men get their nails done. That's not a big deal. Like, I had, I was telling a coworker of mine where I was like, oh, yeah, me and my man are going to get our nails. Like, something about, like, we met, me and my man getting our nails done. He was like he gets his nails done that's gay I'm like well he fucks me so it's obviously not gay like like they have some type of latent desire that they don't want to be known they have and so they're so defensive because they know they've thought about it because I remember it's so funny my best friend told me a story about something that happened years ago um, at a, a kickback that we had Okay, and we always play truth or dare when we get fucking drunk he said he dared me to do something like kiss a girl and I went off on him and was like, why are you always trying to get me to do gay shit? Because he's gay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, I don't remember this uh, happening so I must have been really drunk. But I was like, well, I do like girls. And so I admitted to him in that moment. I was like, well, if what you're saying is true and I went off on you, that was because I secretly had these desires and didn't want anyone to know at the time. Mm-hmm. I was like, now I'm completely open. How old were you then? I Early 20s, probably like 21. Okay. Yeah. So at 29, I'm like, I'm cool with like admitting. And I mean, I've had experience. That's a lot of dating in a short amount of time. <laughs> Hell yeah. I got time to waste. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I would rather be completely honest with myself and, and, and learn the lessons in life so that way I can just live. Right. You know, and so these, these men and these women, when you are so pressed on as gay as gay, you really got something within you that subconsciously you already know that you've had that desire or you've thought about it. And so in your conscious mind, you're going so hard against seeing that or it being around you. And you have, you're homophobic because sincerely you have some homo, homo, uh, homosexual ideas in your mind or erotic, uh, fantasies, or maybe you watch gay porn. It, it's, it it Mm. can get kind of deep. It does. And and the problem with that is that we like, when a man a good example is like I used to work with um, as like a, as a victim and witness counselor for the state attorney's office, and like part of that I used to go to, and I was talking to like Haitian families and like Hispanic families about how you talk to your kids about molestation, right? Mm-hmm. And like the big thing is like we tell our kids like no, this is a bad type, right? right? If somebody touches you there in these private parts, that's bad, 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 bad. Mm-hmm. But we don't tell kids that like hey like. They, nobody should touch you there, especially, you know what I mean? And that's bad, but even if it feels good, it's still bad. Right. Like, you, they're bad. You're not bad. You're right? Innocent. So the problem is that we teach kids, like, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. You drill it in. Nobody touches you down there. So a little boy gets touched by some, you know what I mean, an older man, and it feels good to him. Now he feels like he's complicit in the badness, and he doesn't want to tell you because he's like, but it felt good. I got an erection. It was... You know, and now he thinks like, well, now I'm gay and this is it. And like, you know, I can't like where that's the problem that we don't teach people like sexuality. Like 
your penis doesn't have a brain like that, right? Like, if you, <laughs> hands feel the same, mouths feel the same. If it feels good, you're going to be aroused exactly. by it. Your body has no distinction exactly. over who, what you're being aroused by, who you're being aroused by. It's just a natural occurrence. You can't stop it. It doesn't such like you cannot control who you're attracted to or what you're attracted to. You cannot control that. So, and, and that's the conflict with children who have been, you know, touched inappropriately or molested. Because it feels good and then they right. feel like and they're they dirty and bad too. Exactly. And they don't want to speak up about it. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, we've definitely dealt, like, I mean, I've had a client who was raped by their stepfather for a number of years and but that's somebody who they really loved they grew to love that was their first you know everything mm-hmm. and you know growing up they were just like i don't understand why people are making such a big deal out of it like i loved him he was my first and she couldn't you know step away from that and you know still something that they're going to be dealing with you know for a long time because they haven't even taken the time to really heal from what exactly happened Especially now that the stepfather doesn't want to talk to them. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I mean, it's still going back to the point where, well, let's even take it a little bit further with people, you know, families of color. We like to hide things so much, you know, with mental health, um, different things that are going on in the family, just anything that makes the family feel shamed in some type of way. If my father touched my child, something. I was a victim of witness counsel for the state attorney's office. I worked in like rape and domestic violence. And it was all families of color are the ones that they are not trying to talk about it. No, they're not. And, but that's the thing that. And they feel like they're protecting their child by not speaking on it. Like you don't. not. But they're not. They're doing more damage to the child. And this is me even being a cheerleading coach and have to deal with, you know, a cheerleader who was raped by their own stepfather, but their mother was like, well, he took us off the streets. What do you want us to do? And I'm just like, your baby's outside sleeping on the bench in the rain because she doesn't want to go home. Like, these are things we got to deal with. And everything's just about, but this is, that person put a home over our head. He put food in the fridge. He put money in my wallet. I got to do what I need to do so that we're comfortable this way. But at the same time, we sometimes forget our kids are suffering, the little ones, you know, whatever like that. And that's what makes me so crazy about the whole respectability politics with people of color and just the shame and everything. Else and what I don't that. understand is like respectability politics is something that like white people came up with. And exactly. then we like took it and like ran with it. And like, we, like held on to it. And a lot of things white people pushing us, we took and ran with like it. I would say religion, religion is the biggest thing, right? And I'm coming from, as a Nigerian, like colonialism, where Nigerians took especially like my people we took religion and we held on like they're the hardest christians ever and then i'm like how y'all doing this more than the people that showed you it (laughs) no (laughs) but that's the thing is like we really held on to like we took whatever the oppressor gave us and we held on to it so hard the very thing they told us that we couldn't learn but needed to learn to respect them is now what we do on a daily basis and it drives me nuts and i don't understand it but this is me coming from a very patriarchal Jamaican God, man, child, woman, child, you know, household. And it's, I think it's crazy. And that's why I'm like the 
the, the shamed one on the island. <laughs> I talk about sex and no, I ain't going to church. But, you know. <laughs> okay, so to get, veer off from the um, super heavy stuff, let's get into like, this is kind of heavy too, but so I've always had kind of like a really like conflicted sexual like identity mm-hmm. right now that sounds like I'm, I don't know if I'm straight or that that's not what I'm trying to <laughs> say that's not even what I'm trying to say I don't know what to call it where I'm a very like super open and honest person like right. it's just everything flows out of my mouth I have no filter I don't know I have no front in me whatsoever mm-hmm. and there's this issue like I am Nigerian mm-hmm. come from super conservative parents of course and they would like kill themselves if they like heard this podcast, right? <laughs> and there's this also this notion where like on top of me being this like I don't know I really pride myself on like being real, I want to be right. super real. <laughs> so I am very super open and honest about like sexuality and being like right. because I'm open and honest with every other aspect right. of my life, even though they're like. So there's this idea of I don't even know where I'm trying to go with this, but there's this like idea where I come across people who. I'll say it like we'll have way less, well, way more like body, like way higher body count than I do. Uh-huh. And then people will view me as like I'm being super hypersexual because I talk about sex all the time. Oh, and I kind of feel like a fraud because it's not really the reality. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny? And I have to, you know, even being a sex bird, a like I joke about being a hoe all the time, but it's like, I wish I was. <laughs> No, but and, and that's the thing though like people think that if you talk about sex you know that means that you've done a whole bunch of it and that's not true I've had a lot of sex but you know there's still a lot that I haven't done exactly and that's yeah. something we were even talking about it's also about just being time. open and honest about yeah. it because like a real eye opener for me was like I was in a group of girls and the prudest most like no we can't talk about that I, don't, I can't talk about sex she was the one getting her body out. count was like at least oh it's he- higher than mine I've had the same significantly thing. higher exactly. than mine right so it's just I've always been like a person where I just always was in a relationship like mm-hmm. Again. Like, I lost it super late, and then from then I was, like, always in a relationship, so Again. my body count is embarrassingly low. That person, I don't want to talk about it. That person who's going so hard against, like, anything is always the one that either has thoughts about it, where they're actively living out an aspect of that thing that they're advocating so hard against, and they just mm-hmm. don't want to be found out. So whenever someone's like, oh, no, nah, we can't talk about it, you really all look at them and be like... You out here sucking plenty dick, aren't you? <laughs> like, you know, it's just... I've actually had that where I went out with, like, a group of ladies. I was probably the only black person. No, I was the only black person. <laughs> they were all talking about, you know, being in Las Vegas and mm-hmm. sucking and fucking everything that walked, that had a heartbeat, that what they thought was fine. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm a sex educator. They're like, oh, my God. Wait a minute. But didn't you say you sucked off Timmy last night? What? Well, because what they don't want is for you to start talking to them about their health health <laughs> race they put themselves in the fucking thing they don't and they feel like you're gonna start judging them yeah that's what I think that was really what it because was because when you say you're an educator they automatically think oh expert you know everything there is to know and so they don't want you to start coming down on them about the decision that they made no, but it's I like you start going through these stories in your head and I haven't even said anything but I'm an educator, educator. Like, I don't even think sure. I wish it was that right like I don't even think it's that like I feel people get this idea that 
I am this sexual, right? In real life, this is how much sex I have. And I talk about it this much, little bit, right? So that somebody who's talking about it way more than I do, they must be having way more sex than I am. You are dumb. No, that's a very stupid assumption. Like, right. It's wildly dumb. Let's put that out there. People are very undereducated and ignorant as hell. Yes. And they write to... Is the word. And they love, like, and it's, this is evident on Twitter. People love dragging and being like, Oh my God, really? Like talking shit about something they have no, no idea. idea about. Like, yeah. don't come for me unless you actually know what you're talking about. Or you if know, I send. Or if I send you. for you, right? Because yeah. seriously, <laughs> people will sit up here and make assumptions and try to read between lines, and they get everything wrong. <laughs> people are not showing you their entire lives on social media. Exactly. Just because you're on a podcast talking about sex does not mean that. I'm actually revealing to you, haha, think about this. <laughs> I'm not actually revealing to you what I'm doing in my personal sex life. I'm just letting Amen. me know that I have a certain level of knowledge, knowledge. in this area. But I'm not going to sit here and give you a rundown of every Tom, Dick, Harry, and Jane that I've fucked in my life. And that's none but of you're, it is. Exactly, but you're assuming it because right. I'm knowledgeable. What if I'm a fucking brainiac and I sit my ass in the library and I actually read through a bunch of books and I talk to people about sex so I have a very rounded, you know, opinion about this stuff because I'm doing research. Mm. This is why we call ourselves experts in sexuality, aka sexperts, because we've dedicated our lives to actually amassing information in this arena, whether it's through experimentation, whether it's through taking classes, whether it's through uh, one of webinars, yeah. we're putting in work right. to actually get this knowledge. We just came from a conference uh, yesterday for the National Coalition for Sexual Health. We're members of this of this coalition, and it's our job to help uh, 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 bring awareness to the American public about what's going on in sexual health. There's a lot of things that are changing in policy and government. Um, and in the government, as far as uh, different programs that are being either completely X'd out of the federal budget or their funding is being cut, STIs are at an alarming oh, rate at all-time high in the country. <laughs> we just got that word from the director of health at the CDC. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the work that we're doing isn't just about, like, dick and pussy shit. And it's not just about, like... Happy go lucky, pleasure and seeking, positions and positions and, and stuff. No, yes. like the work that we do is very influential and it's it's completely necessary. And people don't even realize, like when you talk about sexuality, it's more than just oh, well, what's your body count? Like, nah, it's more than that. We, if you are a sexually active person, it is your responsibility to take care of your personal health because it adds to public health. Mm-hmm. We all have an effect on each other. So if you're not getting tested regularly, okay, we don't care if your body count 50,000. Have you been using condoms every single time, correctly every single time, consistently from the beginning to the end every single time? And And have you been getting tested? Exactly. And can you ask your partner when the last time they've been tested? Exactly. Because you can have a 50,000 body count, right? And never had an STI. Which is unlikely, but right. it, well, it, at least HPV or herpes right. is in that. No, that tr- trichomania shit. Everybody gets that, right? No, no. Wow. <laughs> but herpes, right. the, the H's, <laughs> the STIs that start with an H are very common and often very overlooked. HPV and herpes, skin to skin contact, very common. Everybody is going to get one of the two, or maybe both, in their lifetime. Wait, of uh, wait, one of the two. HPV and herpes. Okay. Yeah. Seventy-five percent of the world population has herpes simplex one, which is cold source. 
right? Or chicken pox. Or chicken pox. Oh, I didn't know the chicken absolutely. pox. Absolutely. Okay. So shingles. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and so then you got HIV. Let's not talk about HIV. Oh, we need to talk about HIV. My skin starts to crawl. I get so it shouldn't, uncomfortable. Though. You shouldn't. No, I understand that there's so much medication and stuff, but like I, when I have like such a, um, I don't know what to call it. But it's, it's fear so, at the end of the day. It's yeah, fear. it's it's fear. There's no reason to be afraid. Is it something that you like witness or just? I've also like seen someone die of it, okay. so it's gotten. They died of AIDS. Yeah, um, but I, you know, I. It's have, also funny because because of it, then I joined like AIDS awareness club in high school, and okay. I was like going around like teaching people about AIDS. And this was prior to actually knowing someone who had AIDS, and then. Um, Tyomi's over here fixing up another drink. Uh, add some, like you want more? Hook me up too. Hook me. Hook me up too. We're gonna be drunk. You know, I I I have a personal relationship with someone. Okay, that's enough, girl. Oh my bad. <laughs> a personal relationship with someone who I didn't know that um had HIV, and it's always interesting when you know someone personally that's living with the virus. I actually know. Yeah. I know someone living with AIDS and I know someone living with HIV. And I know someone who died of AIDS and someone living with HIV now. Yeah, and I had a cousin that died of AIDS. Um, this was like back in the 80s, you know, needle sharing and all that stuff. Like, you know, it's tragic, but these days and times, and this is what, this is definitely what was spoken about yesterday in our meeting from mm-hmm. the director of the CDC. Now that the, um, Retroviral medications are on the market and they've been doing a really good job at um, pushing back against HIV. More people are using PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, Mm -hmm. and they're preventing the contraction of HIV, but they also have to get screened more often. And what the CDC is finding is that they are finding more cases of uh, other STIs, particularly syphilis, gonorrhea, and chlamydia. And syphilis is on the rise in this country. Yes, and a lot of... Can we talk about... I don't know why I love the name trichomoniasis. Is that a... Did I make that up? Is that something real? Have you? And it's not. Wait, I did. Wait, I did make it up, or I didn't make it up. Oh, that shit stinks. It does. What do you mean it stinks? It stinks when somebody opens their legs. I'm sure. Trichomoniasis smells really bad. Oh, see, I don't know why it is the longest thing I've ever seen written anything, and I just saw it like (laughs) name written somewhere, and I've been saying it every chance I get. As soon as you guys brought, as soon as you guys brought up STIs, I was like trichomoniasis. It's right, everyone gets that. Yes, I don't know why I really like the name. It's such a nasty ass. It's a very bad, right? It's bacterial. You can get it from from vaginal sex, right? You can get it from toys that aren't that are porous. So if you're using like jelly or late, uh, not latex, like rubber, okay, or most STIs don't have symptoms, Mm -hmm. but trigonomyces is one where it's like you wash with soap. As soon as that soap touched anywhere in your vulva, fish, like pungent ass smell and a very uncomfortable discharge. I've never had it, but I've had friends that had trichomoniasis. So, you know, I know what it's like and it's treatable. You know, it's curable actually. Okay. Wait, trichomoniasis. Was I saying that right before? Yeah. Cause, okay. So. Yeah. I don't know. Now I don't know what I was saying. Yeah. AKA trick. T-R-I-C-H. I thought that's what I thought was cool. Like, oh, she got that trick. I don't know. Nah, 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 nah. You know, and being in the hospital and, you know, being in the pediatric and, you know, I've seen pregnant women come in and 
open up their legs and I'm like, Ooh, really? Really? Ooh. Yeah, it's messed up. And they were saying um that the number of um infants being born with gonorrhea has gone up and uh and they are usually tested for it when they come out. And then we have this super Yikes. gonorrhea that it has no cure right now. Yikes. So there is an incurable gonorrhea that is uh going around and people are out here going raw dog, pulling out, thinking that the only thing that matters is, is not is not getting her pregnant. But it's why are you that. so loud? Why are you so loud? These conscious people are saying, oh, that they're vibrating on a different level. Right. Oh, the whole taps with the third eye? Fucking whole taps talking about, well, if you vibrate high, you can't get a disease. Um, do you know also that high vibration doesn't mean positive vibration? You could be vibing high, be angry as shit, right. and be raging against the machine. That is a high vibration, but it is a negative, quote unquote, negative vibration. So just because you're vibing high doesn't mean that you're impervious to anything detrimental happening to you. Like, and most people, I mean, like SCIs have been around forever, and then when you have you know the tops, the top ten that are all the major cities in Florida. Atlanta, New Orleans, the places where you have the most hotels, DC. Sorry, you know, like, and these are people who tell me that they rather go raw. I honestly, until I moved here, I thought hotels were just like tw- Twitter trolls. <laughs> no, no, they're real. Like, niggas out here are hotels. Like, it is a real thing, and they're like, you know, you don't need to be on your period. Like you just gotta get your diet right. I will. I need to get your diet right. You know, you. the man is trying to control you through your menstrual cycle. I will snuff you. And let me tell you, the hotel <laughs> snuff is you. usually an African American that picked up a book about African history and thinks they know everything. It's, not, it's more than that, all though. Dr. Umar Johnson. <laughs> it's not even that because it's like it attracts. It attracts a different type of guy from what I've noticed. As someone who's like freshly new and just like seeing it, it it's from a frustrated black man, right? Like Absolutely. a successful black man, you don't see a successful man toting hotel stuff, right? You don't see a man with a, a woman that he likes or loves yeah, talking hotel shit. It is a man who is frustrated and wants to make excuses and complain and talk about why, like, this guy at my job really had the nerve to tell me that, like, Hotep is the first real Hotep I've ever encountered. Where I was like, yeah, I thought you were normal. And then you surprised me. He was like, you know, black women have this so easy. And I was like, oh, so you're just full of bullshit. Because from that point on, I was like, oh, so you'll, you'll just say anything. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I just, I don't get them. I don't either. And I'm, I'm just, I can't. Like, you stay conscious. Because if you were truly conscious... You will be living a life, a prosperous life of abundance. Why you? Why you over there calling us queens, but then calling us hoes at the same time? I can't. <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm. I just. I can't. Like, don't come my way. And someone had the nerdiest girl early on in my Snapchat was like, see me talking about crystals and herbs and stuff, and gonna say which would actually make me more so like a witch, more so than. Uh, hotel, but she was like, hey, I didn't know you were a hotel. We're gonna unfollow you. I'm like, fine. Can fine. you be a female hotel? Yes. yes. I didn't know that. Girl, please. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Let me 
have created a church outside of the church. You know, Shan, this is all a new... I've lived here, like, not very long. This is all a new concept to me. And they're the same ones, and I'm sorry, you know, because I know open relationships and polyamorous relationships are real, but they're the same No, ones. they're the ones that were, like, poly fly and go... Yeah, right. I've seen that. So, Meanwhile, he's pimping you. you. And he oh, is, like, Lord. essential definition of a hotel. He has three wives. Yes. Don't work. Yeah. And tell people how to live. Yeah. Can you introduce your friend real quick just so, so I can... So my know. friend, uh, Natalie, is in the back. She is Hi. amazing. <laughs> She's been, like, the perfect host in this year. Yes. And she's, like, one of my, my Snapchat family members. <laughs> so I want to kind of shift to something a little lighter. Let's okay. talk about... Okay, so what are, like, the biggest misconceptions that men have about sex? Everything. Oh, man. <laughs> that porn is their their key holder of what sex should look like. That every woman we are not has a fucking hand. Every woman has one one spot. There's only there's just one technique you can use to make every woman come at any time. The same, like, they just think that everyone's the same. And yes, we are not their hand. Right. I'm like, Even why are you using me as their jack-off? Men be masturbating in the pussy. That's just yes. what it is. Like, they're so used to I saw you post that. Yeah. Because they be so <laughs> used to being stimulating themselves, watching porn. <clears throat> and so when they actually go and have sex with a woman, they're not even present with her. Mm-mm. They're continuing to play the fantasy that they play all the time when they jack off. Right. Using the same stroke that they do with their hand, just using the pussy to do that. That's why some, like literally, we've had discussions on Twitter where we talk about how long sex lasts on average. And men were okay with three minutes talking about, well, that's all y'all need. That, 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 like something like that's all nah, y'all need. Nah, they have to be trolling. No. 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 These niggas was for real. That's all y'all need. That should be enough. No. No. No, no, don't look my way because three minutes is tickling me. <laughs> don't tickle me. Or you have men. Do I look like Elmo? What's this? I can't get jiggy with your shit. I can't get jiggy with your shit. No, and it, it's so sad. It, it really is. It really is because it's like, you know, the foreplay. They, they know everything about sex and they don't know what foreplay is. They really think it's like tickling the clit, licking the clit, and then sticking it in. Um, or even just. Okay, let me whisper in her ear and just suck on her neck. And that was right. like, Honestly, like, I can, like, have the foreplay and go home. Like, that is my jam, right? Like, this, I dropped her for so long in high school. I didn't even lose my virginity. That's so my jam. Like, I literally was like, where are the men that just, like, I, I just want to make out and, like, have, like that is a the good jam. make out session? Exactly. I had a cuddle session in L.A., a few months back, he cuddled my soul. I came, I, I orgasmed like four times during this cuddle session because it was the energy. Yes. He was very intentional with how he was using his energy. And I love a man that is completely in his masculine and can allow me to be feminine and treat me like his feminine reflection. And it's just, he, he, he dominates in a way that is loving. Mm-hmm. But he literally penetrated me with his energy. His dick was not inside me, but I felt his dick. Yes. He stroked me without stroking me. He touched me. I know he exactly what you're talking about. With a cuddle. With a cuddle. Like five but that's hours. like, okay, like my man now, like I did not, was not checking for him at all when we met. I was just like, you know, let me, I was just 
hanging out, like getting the food, you know, and he was like very like taking me on real dates, you know. So I was like, you know, let me see how many of these I could get. You know? <laughs> you know, I was like, let me see how many of these real ass dates I can get. It was like real, like we were going to dinner, and I was like, well, like let me see how much I can stock this up before like I have to let this go. Right. Was not checking for him, and then like the one day I was like, okay, let me. I don't know how he got me to come to over into his place. So I was dodging that shit. Like I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm here for the free food. What are you doing? Right. <laughs> but and you know, as soon as I like, you know, I sat down on his bed and he took my shoes off. Started rubbing my oh, feet. That, that. I also had no pedicure, so like I was like, okay, well, he's touched the calluses. Yeah, oh, yes. that was a real one. You knew. Right. He gave me this <laughs> foot massage, where I was, and it was like a lot, not you like a foot fetish, low key though. Yeah, it was like a no, because now talking to me, he's like, I don't know why I did that. He's like, as soon as I took off his shoes, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Spirit, hallelujah. I was like, that was God because yes, that was the God. moment when I was like, okay, so I should just give it to him. All right. <laughs> God be, God be looking out. God be looking out. God be looking out. But it's those things where, like, men don't know that, like, those are investments. Like, it's an investment. You don't know how, like, I had absolutely zero intentions of anything with him. But I'm like, that long-ass foot rub took me there where I was like, all right, well, like, no, it's you true. put it wherever you want now. Like, even just listening, like, you know, even how I met my guy, he met me in the space of me teaching. So he knows exactly what I do. Which is really hard with us being... I was going to ask, that was going to be my next question. But let's finish what you were going to say and then we'll go on to that after. And, you know, we got... We just kind of came into each other. We were just talking and looking at each other for an hour. Forgot whoever was around. The class was still probably going. And the next thing I know, you know, I'm on a date with him for tapas. And I love tapas. I love them. You know, some octopus, some... I don't know. I hate them little last plates. Like... (laughs) We got enough that I still could take home. So, <laughs> but then, you know, I can't say because I eat like a bird. So she do eat like a bird. I can't, I can't really speak for you. But um, just even just us talking about tapas in that moment and having that time in between. Because I'm like, I don't really know. He's a little older. You know, I am in an age gap relationship. And I wasn't really thinking it would go anywhere. And then the next thing I know, he's like, we're going to go at this place. And it was tapas. He asked me what I liked. I told him I went there. It was already on the table waiting for me. My wine was waiting for me. My drink next to it was waiting Man, for me. Realize, like, <laughs> and that for you, that's something you love. Like I'm sure that like you got a little moist down there. Like that is the like they don't realize that it's like exactly to our needs emotionally, physically, erotically. Feed us everything. Look exactly. Don't look at the date like a free meal. Think right. of the think of the, the the meal as foreplay. That shit's erotic as hell. I'm using my mouth to to devour something savory. Yeah. For those of us that have oral fixations, <laughs> the food is yes. enough. Yeah, food Fuck is you mean. Enough. Pay that bill. If that bill is two hundred dollars, ooh yes. yes. That's what I'm saying. Like ooh, talk yes. like. It's paying attention. I'm like, men do not understand this. Like, it's pay- like every woman is not the same, right? No, no, the no. same thing that gets you off is not going to get me off. Like, I, w- when you start talking about, my man starts talking about joint bank accounts, I'm like, yes, so wet. <laughs> like, I'm gushing off of that. And for the next bitch, like, you know, like, eating me out doesn't do anything. But talk to me about joint bank accounts, right. what you're going to buy me. That does it for me. Like, you, you just speak to your, like, you. So Every woman is not the same. Like, others might like 
like funny child. The fuck? <laughs> Every woman's not the and same. My steak medium rare. Fuck you mean? Uh, not these grease my scalp. It is you could put it wherever you want. <laughs> Shit. Oh my God. Just as I know. Like, like anal is a chore, but like if you grease my scalp, I'm like, all right. Uh, you know what? He don't gotta do that for me personally. Like because <laughs> me and my hair are going through a journey in itself. So, but if he did offer to do it, I'd be like, mm. right. even wash it. No, even cook for me. Why? Oh God. If a man can wash my hair and do all that shit, power to him. I got full C hair for real. For real. I have um. When Lil Wayne said tougher than Nigerian hair, he was literally talking about me. I have the toughest fucking hair. I have the toughest fucking hair. Like, bro, people would always be like, oh, you're it's natural. It's nice that you do like, My mom would be like, no, she has a perm. <laughs> she has a perm. My mom gave me my first por- perm at. Porn. Porn. It's well, not well, right. right. <laughs> My mom was lit. No, my mom gave me my first perm when I was four months old. What? The police what? came every time she tried to comb my hair. So. <laughs> and my hair was still nappy as shit. Like, I have the <sighs> toughest fucking hair. So when I tell you, a man, like, sitting there greasing my scalp is a real, that, that's, just partying it. I'm like, oh, God, you the real MVP. That's a chore. That's when you, you tap that That's construction. <laughs> You made a sacrifice for the greater good. I appreciate you, my G. And then he'd be lying to like, oh, your hair's really soft. Shut up! Oh, you're lying. Now you don't know, get it down well. Like you give me. Wait, let me. Right, right. It's so Wet soft. That shit. Wet that shit. You can't come through this drive. Wet that shit. <laughs> but what I say, like, when you get a real man that can speak to you on a whole different level. It's not just about the money. It's about, you know, him coming to your level and speaking to, yes, your areolas, your clitoris, your walls. And it could be in different shapes of form. Speak to my soul, daddy. For me, it's acceptance, right? Like, it's like, you're not trying to change me. And this is the question I was going to ask you guys about. Because for me, okay, so even just having, like, wife openly talk about, like, sex and everything else on my Twitter. And then my Twitter got, like, a little bit of pop, you know? And then I would, like, try to start talking. You know what I mean? Like, you start start starting the DMs. You're trying to talk to them. And, like, there was this expectation of, like, oh, what? Like, when I wasn't trying to fuck, they were, oh, but your Twitter. And I'm like, nigga, please. Don't. And I'm like, did I ever tweet, like, at any point where I was like, oh, I'm going to fuck any guy who DM, like, you know what I mean? Like, right. at no point was I ever giving that. So but the idea that, the idea that you just talk about sex to them is like, you must want it with every man. Right. No. So how is sex, but it's like, how do you like navigate that? Because that must be like, if I, my little Twitter has me like, I got rules. Thinking, right. I, know, I got rules on my social media. I let it be known. But even like, not just meeting men off of social media, just like men that you meet, once you tell them, like, this is, I'm a sex expert, like, how does that go? Well, I, I try to avoid it at all costs, to right. be honest. Like, when they ask me what I do, I say I'm a writer because that is my job. I am okay. a writer, a journalist, and a broadcaster. So I go off that first. Then, oh, but what do you write about? Love and relationships. Oh, and then just keep imploring them. Like, but why do you feel the need to do that? Because I don't want them to get the wrong idea. Wow. I don't want them to stay here. Like, because literally, I was in an Uber one day, and this Uber driver thought it was okay to ask me if he could have sex with me. Wow. 
And I didn't even why tell him, I didn't even tell him what I do. I didn't tell him what I do. And I said that I write about love and relationships, and he automatically went to sex. And so in situations like that, like for my safety, to be honest, like, especially if I'm by myself and I'm not with like a companion that can protect me or anyone else that can protect me, I just don't know how any man is going to react or respond at any given time. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I try to avoid even mentioning that that's what I do. And I don't even like really even mentioning like my name. I don't even want to Google me because they'll pull up. But yeah, everything. you do have a very like your Instagram. Sh- it's very it's yeah. sexual. It's what you do. So like it's when a guy am, like, do you know? when you do start to like you meet a guy or dating like how do you feel like that affects it? Because you get to that place where he's like, oh, what's your social media? You know, he's trying Girl, to show his boys who. Honestly, the men that I date are. A reflection of me. Right. So they are open like I am. They're usually creatives, musicians, artists, actors, uh, fellow coaches or teachers, mm-hmm. uh, conscious, truly conscious individuals. So I don't really run into an issue with that when it comes to the men that I choose to really be in for relationship with. Right. They don't judge me for that. Anything, they encourage me to continue to be who I am and how I am and they assist me in what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, of course they get propositioned every day by men who follow I'm me sure. and they fantasize over me in one aspect. I'm sure me. you get so many dick pics. Oh, no, not really. Really? You got to set a standard. I set a standard. When I say I got rules on my social media, I let it be known and make it clear. Don't send me that shit. I'm yeah, I have seen that. that. Like, after Titty Tuesdays, I've seen you post the... whole thing the... is, I'm not penis bashing at all. You know, I love penis. Period. That, that, that's a given. I made but, the mistake. I made the mistake one time of tweeting how I love dick pics, and boy, oh. till it's been four years and that <laughs> shit is still fucking haunting me. No, nope, like I've retracted. I've retracted the statement multiple times. Like I don't love I them. I don't do, want them anymore. Like leave I me can't alone. Do shit with a dick pic. You made a real thing. I'm not gonna sit up. Like, what can I do with a dick pic? For real, what can I do? I can't. Also, men don't know it. how to take them. No, they don't. Like, Yo. men do not know how to take it. Cause I'm like, if I'm sending a new, like, I'm like, you know, you angle, you're looking, right. you try to look good. Men will don't just sit. They want that she ass, sad ass dick <laughs> with an ugly ass up angle. Like, come on, bro. And it's in the dark, it's floating. Floating in the mid, like, come on. The under angle, I'm like, who taught y'all that? Like, but that is the one that I get all the time. Because I have this thing where, like, like on Snapchat, I get dick pics all the time. And I, I, I know that it's because I made that tweet where I said I love dick pics, and there was a problem. <laughs> really, at the time, was that my man now, we had, this was like four years ago, we'd broken up. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was trying to, like, tweet outrageous shit to piss him off. I was like, I love dick pics. Send me all the dick pics you can on Snapchat. <laughs> and now, four years later, I'm still getting all the so dick pics. Sorry send. No, so, no. like, from Snapchat, I know where that comes from. But Instagram, like, my Instagram is just, just became open. It's not like I have a lot of followers. There's nothing really happening on there. But I get Saudi Arabian men love sending me Saudi Arabian men like sending their dicks period because they're horny and shit because they're repressed as fuck and they yeah. to themselves yeah they're sending their dicks out because they're hoping that it elicits a response but they send the worst yes, they dick do. pics <laughs> yeah they do they will send it from one like android snapchat quality um, dick pics Pixelated as fuck. And it's from literally bad as hell. From but they'll like take it from like behind their butthole. Yeah. Like it's the weirdest angle. Like, who they told let you, you know they ain't 
scat. They might who told you to <laughs> And they letting it be known they might like it in the ass. That's why they got their ass in the case. Trust me. It's subliminal as fuck. And they like they're horny. T- I mean, horny. <laughs> Harry T. I yes. literally got a dick pic video today. Like a <laughs> flaccid, Ugh. just waving off. I was like, Raw chicken. It's something I do not understand. Like, why send a men just don't understand? They will take a send you a picture of any old thing. Like, why did you do this? I hate when niggas. You walk. thought you sent me a picture of I socks? Hate when niggas take on, like on socks right here. This tiny water bottle and put their dick next to it to compare. <laughs> Nigga, no. Weapons of mass destruction. If you don't get that shit off my page right now, you're blocked. Blocked. <laughs> I hate that. Don't do that. Don't send a picture of your dick next to the remote control. It's also who asked you for size comparisons. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like, who asked you for that? I don't care. You, yeah, you no. showing me that isn't the way it is. And don't send me. me a picture of somebody else's. Oh, God. Because I've had that happen too. Do you think this guy's like stock photos? I had a person who was hitting me up consistently, catfishing as someone stock else. Photos. And like, the way she works out is that the real person followed me. And I was like, yo, like, <laughs> it, but the thing is, it would confuse me because the, like, the handle was like one off. And I thought he was so fine. The real one. So I was like, you know, like, he would hit me up and then I would like tweet back to the other one and get nothing, you know? Oh. Where I was just like, but you were sending me dick pics. Come to my house getting catfished. Uh, like, but, but hold on. What's the purpose in that? Why, catfish. as a man, would you send another man's dick to a woman <laughs> in hopes that you can... That makes no sense to me. Bro, eventually you want to meet right. her. It, ooh, don't do that because you will get killed. It makes no <laughs> sense. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. That ain't what I saw. It's the same reason why some gay men pretend to be women straight men. They just want to see if they can do it. Oh my god, that's so stupid. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please be authentic. Please be yourself. Right. Just being be your, real. Being yourself is going to get you more likes and love than trying to pretend to be somebody else because literally you could get yourself killed. Like, like seriously. That that's not cool. Yeah, definitely. Catfishing is trash, and like I don't understand. And whoever has my uh, pictures on plenty of fish, take that shit down. I'm not on that site. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody is impersonating me on plenty of fish. Yo, my I like a girl from my high a girl from my high school met her husband on Plenty of Fish. Well, I ain't on there. And I thought Plenty of Fish was for like old white people, like <laughs> but she found her man on there. Like hey, you true. can find your partner. Yo, yo, somebody's out there pretending to be you and they about to find the man of their dream the man of your dreams is about to come for them. The man of my <laughs> dreams is already in my life. Amen. Like, fuck all that. <laughs> I can have whoever on plenty of fish. But <laughs> you sped off on a crazy ass tangent with that one. But so, what's the biggest misconception women have about sex? Oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. A lot of women haven't even ventured off to find out what pleasures them. So they got a lot of misconceptions about sex. Like the, the biggest one I hear is, oh, it's the man's job to make me orgasm. Oh. Yeah, or masturbation. No, yeah. he has to do that for me. Let me tell you, I live for masturbating. I when I tell you that is my hobby. It's yeah. my favorite thing to do. Um, I prefer it to having friends. I would rather masturbate than uh, do most things. Like that is my jam. I like, and it is so crazy to me when people are like, I don't do that. I'm like, 
Mm-hmm. I can't trust people. I need space. dick after a while, or at least some lips on my pussy after a while. The whole like my doxy just can't. Do it <laughs> I need that human. I do have to agree with that, but that doesn't. Yeah, it, it, but the thing is, for me, but for me, they're independent. Like they're not the same. Like they're totally independent things. Like like I, this is my alone time. This is where I bond with myself. I yes. show myself self love, mm-hmm. and like moving up here has really taught me, especially since like I don't friend. Like, you know what I mean? Like I. I came here like very much I didn't know anyone it's been a new where I've started to really just value my alone time and love myself so yeah like where I've got to just really enjoy myself I enjoy that shit I love I'm a voyeur so I'm gonna watch you do it anyway I, you know, I had a yeah. lover in Chicago that didn't know I was celibate, which at the time mm-hmm. which I was like house way right? it was very public mm-hmm. but anyway he didn't know that I was on this journey. And so he was like, well, what's wrong? Like, we usually, like, you know, I said, I'm celibate. You didn't know that? So we ended up actually mutually masturbating. And he was like, that was the best non-sex I ever had. <laughs> I ever had. <laughs> I was like, you've never had to explain. He made me squirt, too. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, yes. That's my favorite hobby. Yeah, I was late in squirt life, uh, Mary. Virgin, I guess it was late in life. So, like, that was my jam. <laughs> Wait, but like, how I was life? living that Skype. Uh, I mean, late, I'm going to say the Asian y'all are going to laugh, but, like, growing up in Miami, I was, like, the only virgin around at that age. Bro, so when did you enter into sexuality? 18. Oh, girl, bye. But in Miami, that is, like, in Miami, it's, like, what's wrong with you? Like, Growing up, like, girls around me were having sex at, like, 11. Miami is so well, savage. Because, like, the first time I went to Miami, everyone thought I sold pussy. I kept getting propositions, like. Yeah. And I'm like, do I got that sound on my forehead? Because, like, <laughs> none of my other friends were getting propositions. And I'm like, I don't get it. Why is it me? Well, and, and I was like, wow, this must be a thing out here. And then my friend, who's in the industry, she was like, yeah, everybody sells pussy in Miami. And I was like, okay, I get that. So, it's like, sexuality down is very fluid, very fluid. Right. But that's what I'm saying. So, like, moving up here and, like, experiencing and, like, getting to know other people. Because there is that where, like, I grew up in Miami, but I'm Nigerian. And they're, so, they're totally opposites and, like, super conservative and then super not conservative. So, it's this where when I'm in the realm of, like, Miami where I grew up, I'm, like, I'm the more conservative person. Uh-huh. And then in any other space, people are, like, you're wild. <laughs> and it's so like it's a weird thing to like kind of reconcile myself with like, I'm like it, I don't know it's interesting yeah everybody has a different um, idea of oh my god this um a different idea of what's wild and what's not because um, literally people on my Snapchat will be like I'm nasty I'm like so what's nasty to you because like nasty to me is like playing with shit and, and piss <laughs> And right, that's nasty. Nasty. that to me is nasty. Like, but, you know what I mean? I like, like, don't oh, shit no, on me, please. I, mean, I just like eating ass, and I like I'm eating like, pussy. What? This is and another like, thing that, like, that is seen as like crazy or wild. I'm like, I eating ass is like a requirement. Come on, it's 2017. Like, let's be yeah. realistic about it. I mean, it's it's there, right? It's already <laughs> there. So you gonna just rub your tongue back. You know, but so put a it's also just like that. rude to me. It's disrespectful. You won't need my ass. What do you think? I'm dirty. Nasty, like nasty, is definitely subjective because everything is nasty is in the eye of the beholder. It is, but I just that thing is a term freak though. I don't like when people be like, "Yeah, I'm nasty. I'm a freak," and then they come with some vanilla ass. <laughs> I'm like, ah. <"Aw." laughs> 
Or it's just so way left. It's like, I don't even know if you're in the freak realm anymore. I think it's just... <laughs> I think you want some other <laughs> shit. <laughs> right. That's but that's the thing. Like, those are where I'm like, I draw the line and like, you can't shit on me. Yeah, no. I don't shit on you. But I, you can't shit on me. No. I won't no. shit on you. Because I, it's it's messy. This is the thing for me. Like, I am very much just like, who's going to clean that up? He is. Fuck you, me. <laughs> That's his job. That's a part of it. <laughs> That's what I only think because I'm like, I don't, I don't mind. I mean, if you want to be shit on, like, I guess. Look, if, I told if, you that, if that's what you're into. The Saudi Arabian dudes told you. This is too There's a whole community of people who enjoy scat. Like, they enjoy watching women shit. And most of them are probably from Saudi Arabia. Because let me tell you, so in Miami, a lot of them, like, Saudi guys are forever coming, right? And I remember when I was maybe, like, I think I just probably turned 21. And we're out at the club. I met this, like, guy who's part of the Al Saud family. So it's, like, the royal family in Saudi Arabia. And so we get to the club. He has, like, 11 handlers, like, bodyguards in the club. They're, like, fighting with the the bouncers for the actual club and he's like you little black girl like that little black girl and I'm like he has bottles and he was super sexy like super super sexy so call me little black girl And those are the things where, like, I thought I was like, you know, there's things. Who the fuck? Because there are things you're willing to overlook, right? Where, like, as soon as he said little black girls, ugh. Ugh. But there's bottles and he has so much money and there's, ugh. Like, no. No. (laughs) Don't call me little black girls. (laughs) So, go over there and I go, you know, I go reluctantly with like the attitude, like, I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna be rude because he called me a little black girl. But I'm still gonna go over there because he got money, he got money. First off, like, we were all like trying to figure out who they were because it was like the club made a big deal and you weren't allowed to, everyone had to like, if you wanted to go by there, you had to get rid of your phone. Okay. So I'm like on the perimeter where you're allowed to have a phone. Like, it is like they're guarding him, like, so I just want to know who's being guarded. So even if he says some racist shit, I'm like, okay, well, like, He's clearly important. Let me see who this person is. So I go over there and he's super sassy. So I'm like, oh, he's gay. Mm. And like gay men love me. So I just assumed that was the appeal of it. So I'm like trying to talk my friend up and he's like, I guess he's cool. I'm like, isn't he super cute? And he's like, I'm not interested. Like, what what are you doing right now? So then he's like, I have um, $7,000. You come to Saudi Arabia with me tonight? No. I, like, I need $70,000. Like, you a royal family? Give me 70 bands. No. Cash right now. Let's go. You know, so like, you know when you're just like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll think about it. Like, you're oh, just trying to dance. Like, you know, see see what I can Girl, get out of this. Got I'm trying to see see what I can get out of in while we're still in Miami. How much right. money can I get? So I went like. She would have got sold. It's a sex, sex, sex flavor. So, I, you know, I, I'm like, I'm su- I finesse shit. I go to the, the bottle girl. I'm like, listen, add an extra couple thousand. It's for me and you, you know? Finesse that after. I'm like, all right, I end up with 2,000 cash. It's cool. Like, I'm like, hey, all right, hey, satisfied. Hey. It's God, a good, God, right? I got to, like, entertain this prince. Got to meet him. Nice. He let me follow him on his super secret Instagram account. You know, I was like, this is exciting. <laughs> he probably got no profile picture following, like, hella people. He's not following anybody. It's like a, literally, it's just for him to like scout girls so he can that's fly them out. That's all his. That's, their, that's what they do. 
ballers do this. Mm-hmm. These these uh, Saudi princes do that. They and these Nigerian princes and like elitists they do that. They literally have these secret Instagram accounts where they go and scout out girls to fly them out to fulfill their sexual fantasies. And well, they pay them so a much lot, money even to like do it. a person who does that a lot. <laughs> Yo, fucking Gotti. Like oh, Gotti pays for pussy. You, you can't be. No, I was just. That's what I'm saying. You cannot be a, a a decent looking girl in Miami, and nobody has approached you for your Gotti. Like no Gotti. Like <laughs> I've. Where I'm like, how? Like they've hit me twice. Where I'm like, how did y'all get back around to that? You have approached me twice about your Gotti. Like how often yeah. are you out here looking for girls for He said, I said, on my hoes, break yeah. it up. <laughs> Break it down. Back it up. We have a tape of the hoes. He paid. He paid. He supports us. But yeah, the problem is that his people like stole my ID and kept showing up to my house trying to get. Yeah, like. My dad was. And the thing is, I had. Well, they weren't even. I would just see the cars out and I had looked up where. My dad be on. I had seen many stories of girls going to like Saudi Arabia and never coming back. Because I was like, oh, can I bring friends? He was like, bring as many people if you want. And I'm like, we're all going to die. So I invite all my friends like no girl we can't go like we're never coming back so they start showing me all these articles and then like this man stole my damn wallet like stole my whole wallet not like where it took me so long to realize that they took it because I was like how do they know where I live oh you guys took my wallet Wow. But that's totally like a. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna ever pay myself time. for this podcast. I just know that what you're saying is true. That's all I'm saying. Damn. <laughs> I see these. People. So, like, if you had to give men one piece of one piece of advice for sex, oh, man. one you have to choose one piece of advice that you give men. Take your time and actually pay attention. And ask, yeah, ask her what she wants or ask them what they want. One piece of advice. Yours is pay attention. Pay, is it pay attention to take your time, which is more important? Pay attention and take your time. That's one because it's a conjunction. So, <laughs> okay, what's yours? Ask them what they are into, like what turns them on. Mm-hmm. And if they're not sure, play around with them. Yeah, figure it out together. See, the word and is a conjunction, so it just combines two thoughts in <laughs> one, so it technically is one. I mean, so up Saint Alley. But yeah, that's it. Yeah. And it's really, it's really that simple. Like communicate. People always be like, "Help! We can't get a space in relationship." It's like, why don't you talk about sex? Right. More? Communication is the bane of every single relationship. So, how does someone start that conversation? Hey, babe, how was sex last night? <laughs> hey, babe, I get you all. Right, but I do like the reminders, you know. Like, the wait, did I get you all? I that question is stupid as fuck. No, me. it's not. No. Because for me, I'm like, what? What? I kept it a secret. Yeah, it happened, and I just was like, mm, you know, I decided to first come of secretly. all, first of all, I decided to come secretly all, and not let, there let you. There are a lot of men who don't even know what a, an orgasm, a female orgasm, feels like, and they think because the pussy is getting wetter that she's having an orgasm. That it's not, not necessarily true. There are a lot of men who cannot tell when she's having an orgasm. That's why so many women can fake it by just making sounds mm-hmm. and shaking their bodies. <laughs> and the noise. Oh, Orgasms God. will pull off condoms. Yes. Don't yeah. I know it. Snapper. When you got that snatch, you got that... that yeah, orgasms are the... the <laughs> they keep plan B going. Right. <laughs> like, that was a... That was a... Yeah. Episode of, um, I had to put a 
people in my face with Plan B. <laughs> there was an episode of um, Sex in the City where uh, Miranda decided to stop faking her orgasms. Yeah. And then her her partner was like, "Well, what's going on? Are you okay? Because usually you get off, but tonight you didn't." She admitted to him that yeah, she, was she was faking the whole time, and then he was like. I get all my partners off. It's never happened to me. And I was like, I was like Miranda's my favorite. I'm a Miranda. I am Samantha. I'm, I'm a mix between Samantha and Mer- Miranda. I'm a mix between Samantha and Carrie. I think because I'm in a Carrie situationship a little bit, but I have the I'm mindset Carrie, of I'm a writer. You know, <laughs> I, I do that. I relate to Carrie. And Carrie was barely a writer. We only saw that bitch write the first sentence. And she was always ridicule, ridicule for her. But my man. thing is this. Ain't no way she buying Prada and all that shit on a New York Oh, Times come on. Of course. I'd like, you be getting $200 for something. It was unrealistic as fuck. It was unrealistic as fuck. The only thing she wanted to do was have the hottest clothes and shoes and she can eat the magazine. But even still, like, even when they were like, okay, they tried to justify her apartment's rent control. Okay, no, but no, still, no, like... No, 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 come no, on. no, no, no. She is not making enough money to buy Prada and Gucci Mr. and Fendi and live where she lived. But she dated rich guys, too. Yeah, but they weren't giving her money. Like, she wasn't smart. Carrie was... I don't... Yeah, she Carrie was, was a dumb bitch to me. Yes, yeah, she was. Carrie was a dumb bitch to me. And she started trying to take the bus instead of taking taxis because, like, her credit was fucked up. She didn't have any money. Yeah, but it was still. But it was because you her like crazy Tiffany's ring. It was because they had to address people being like, "Yo, this is bullshit," you know. So then they're like, "Oh, let's try to share something." We know freelance writers. We freaking know when you are a contributor. If you, you're working for the New York Times, you're not getting paid a thousand dollars per uh, article that you're writing. Like if you work, if you write for a magazine, you may get something like four hundred, depending on how many words you're submitting. But literally, for her to be living the lavish lifestyle she was living, I'm like, this is so unrealistic. unrealistic. Uh, Carrie was the worst character to me. Like, I (laughs) Carrie was the worst. Samantha was the best. I mean, Charlotte was like a whore. Like, Charlotte is my worst nightmare. (laughs) But but she was authentic. Like, I know Charlotte. I know Charlotte. Obsessed with marriage. Uh Like, she was authentic. Carrie was a loss. Like, she sucked. Miranda was that bitch until so Samantha she was. was right there. Samantha, Samantha was, was like, so you dropping your pants or what? Yeah, she was a boss. And, and she- your cum tastes like trash. So what are we going to do about it? <sighs> I love you, but I love you more. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I love Samantha. Samantha love yeah. them. I appreciate Sex in the City more than I'm older. Of yes. course. I can still watch it. I was watching it on the plane here. Oh, yeah. I love watching E. But even that. now, like, okay, so, like, as a black, what we had was, like, girlfriends, right? That's the closest yeah. thing we had I'm to it. I'm definitely Lynn. I am a Lynn character. But see, like, when I watch Girlfriends now, like, I liked it young, but when I watch Girlfriends now as an adult, like, I don't know if you've gone back and look, I'm, like, cringing all the time. <laughs> there is so much problem. There is so much problematic shit in that show where I was like, yeah, these ignorant black people. Like, it's just so much where I'm like, oh, no. Like, it's a lot of really cringeworthy stuff. I mean, it's our reality as Shout black out people, but... Shout Grammar, though, for at least putting black women on and, like, producing a show that represented us because, you know, Definitely. That. And I hope that, like, with the success of Girls Trip, that Hollywood sees that black women need more representation and we go back to those shows. I got some ideas. But that's what I love. So do I. It's like, okay, 
I like that. Oh, yes. That's why I love Queen Latifah is doing a revamp of Living Single, so I hope that... Um, I don't know. I don't know what the... Because everything is coming up with the reboot, and that's annoying to me. Like, you know Baby Boy's coming up with the reboot. Oh, why, why do we need a reboot of why? Baby Boy? Why do we need a reboot of Baby Boy? It, it was a full story. We got it. It was done. It was done. But it's this idea that, like, okay, because Full House had it, and it's now that writers don't want to be original. And I'm like, when is someone going to hit me up? I have so much comedy writing. I write and shit. Like, I should. I should really. I need to really, like, get into my dreams and, like, really focus on life. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Good. This year to get an innovative idea on something like Netflix or Amazon Prime because they're looking for original content, so they're willing to take more of a chance. Right. The the big movie networks are like, this is our bread and butter, so this is what we're sticking with. Yeah, and most networks today, they want you to come with a full package. Like, they don't have time or energy or money and to invest in the film. You know. It's also now the like the pro- thing is like, okay, when you give someone else like with the success of Insecure, then I don't know if you said what's her name. Oh, God, she was on like the Daily Show. No, Jess, Jessica Williams. Jessica Williams had this show, right? And it's the idea that, like, hey, this type of black, awkward black girl, it's selling. HBO has it with Insecure. Let's do it. HBO took a chance on Insecure because Issa had a following on YouTube. It's and also again, like Issa is a great writer. Issa again, has a story and an interesting perspective. Networks right? only want something that they can be sure of. If you are coming with a following of a million more, and they see that you have a demo and you're engaging with them they want to invest their money in that because they see that you're already bringing a market Mm. they are willing to take a chance on that versus someone just like hey I got this story it's a great idea you should invest in it no they're not going to do that if you haven't put in the manpower and you haven't put in the work to show show them that it works but the problem with that is like you do get right like they were like they Took, they got insecure. They took the chance with insecure is doing so well. And then you have other networks want to piggyback off that, right? Like, especially with black people, we fall into like, you can only be the, we're this niche market of like, okay, well, awkward black girl, that's selling now because we have insecure and then we have chewing gum. Mm-hmm. So then let's give Jessica Williams a show and she can do it. And that shit is a flop. I don't know if you watched it, but it's horrible. Like, it's very obvious that. They go off of statistics and they go off of ratings yeah. versus looking at what's really real. So they're like, well, we need a show like insecure so let's develop content like rather that. than take a chance on another black person and you know the same yeah. way that the network took a chance on insecure they're like let's just copy and like let's get jessica williams a show she's black she's popular she's yeah. a following let's let's do the same thing and it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work they don't take a chance on me so let's get it my show is in the works amen and then you yeah. can get me my show. Okay, I'm so funny, and people, I just need to get my shit. You got a YouTube channel. What the fuck? Yeah, I, I really do. I, I need to, like, focus. What are you like, waiting for? I know. My man's, like, forever, like, yelling at me Where's about it. Where's your head at? 
You know when you're like working at a job and like working at a man, it's hard here. You're right. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm living my dreams. It's gonna happen. Really? Because like, why your job? The job is not gonna support you when you being creative at all. And I'm like helping someone else with their dream when I should be fine. Exactly. Okay, look. You're talking to us right now on a podcast. You're already living out your dream and you're doing this. If you got the time to sit and talk to us for two hours, you have two hours to get on YouTube and do and and do a video and throw that up. Like in two hours you can film a fifteen minute video, edit it, throw it up, put the um appropriate hashtags and keywords and SEO driven title and then you start your channel. Like it's not that hard. Literally. I encourage everybody to get a YouTube channel. For someone that's a YouTuber and my a lot of the, the opportunities that I've gotten in mainstream, like I got called from Comedy Central to do Tosh.0 and be their residence expert for a few episodes from my YouTube channel. I didn't call them. They called me. They no, called I really me. admire what you've been able to do. And it's, like, it's... So social media. Yeah, no. From the palm of my head, from the cover of my couch. It also helps that you are such a relatable person, right? Like, you don't get, like, gassed off yourself and, like, feel like... Where no. Melissa was like, before this, we had to tell her, like, hey, you should call the club and tell them you're coming beforehand. You know, like, <laughs> like she doesn't use, and it's that. It's like when people meet you, like, no matter how many follows you have, you are so personable. Like, I miss you off of you being a guest on TLR and, like, how many times do I text you with stupid questions like, how do I do this? Or like, I'm like, girl, right? I'm like, I'm like becoming her for like sex advice and she's so personable. Got me hooked on destiny cards. Like, I mean, yeah. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I remember social media and then I randomly invited her to my birthday party. Yep. And I came. Months ago and she came. <laughs> Hell yeah. She no, like, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, tree is a bonder, no matter no, what. It's a universe, like, like that it's shit is just, like, it is... It's like, it's, like, it's like a fraternity or a club. It brings people together you would never when think. you are 420, you meet so many people. I've smoked with upper echelon, right down to the lowliest trap nigga in front of the band, though. Like, <laughs> I... And everybody in, in London. In London. <laughs> the only thing that can bring like Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg together is weed. Like Thank it is you. that. Like they put people you. in rooms together who shouldn't be. Like you have conversations. If you, like and I always knew when I was younger that I would. I wanted to be a stoner. I always knew that, and I always knew that I, I resonated with um, with Jezebel and Mary Magdalene in the Bible. <laughs> Versus anybody else. And I was like, well, dang, uh, being a harlot is a bad thing. Wearing red music is a bad thing. I was right. like, oh, dang. Right. Well, I'm See, I grew up like, I wanted to be a hoe so bad. I was just very <laughs> unattractive. Nobody wanted me. Like, so it was that, like, I wanted to be a hoe. I wanted to be a hoe so damn yeah. bad. And then yeah. the opportunity came, and I was like, you know, like, you go so long, and it's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, you gotta work really hard to get in here. I was like, this is an elite club. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, everybody from my high school now is like, where'd all this come from? You were so quiet. And then it Yeah, I get that. It's too. like, listen, high school was for school. I was there to learn and get an education. It wasn't for me to be fucking around, being popular and all. I didn't care about that. But when I became an adult and I could do adult things, I indulged in everything. 
from partying to liquor to weed to sex to traveling, whatever. And now people are like, you're so different in high school. I'm like, actually, I'm that person still. It's mm-hmm. just I'm able to express myself more because I have that freedom. You know, yeah. I was I felt that stripping in high school. I get the, the messages like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. I follow you, but I don't see not one like. Right. Oh, and you follow following. Living by Carrie. Ghost followers. Yes. Oh, okay. Or they'll send you a DM like, so, okay, can we meet up so I can talk to you about my issue? I was like, you could pay me. Right. So my fee is, oh, okay, yeah, you know. When I see the amount, like, like, when I find out that certain high-profile people or influencers follow me or they've been following my work, I'm like, dang, you ghost following like a motherfucker because <laughs> I ain't never seen you like a goddamn thing. Like, going on Twitter and looking at all the verified accounts that follow me, I'm like, the hell? Mm-hmm. I didn't know you was following my work. That's why. Nah, you popping. You popping. <laughs> you know, literally, it feels like a video game when you go through this thing. 11, 11, 11, 11. So, like, when I go through social media and I'm on Twitter and stuff, it doesn't feel real. I've been on Twitter since 2008. Shout out to, shout out to Twitter because they're the only platform that does not censor yeah. sex educators and sex workers. They're the bomb for that. But Periscope can kiss my ass. Even though they're a <laughs> subsidiary of Twitter, they censor. So, um, like, literally, when I go through Twitter... And some of these people I know in real life and some I don't. But it really feels like a video game. So I be playing. I play on social media. And then I forget, oh, this has real life consequences. You know, so people will be like, I follow you on Snapchat. I follow you on Twitter. Like, see me in real life. Like, going to the airport and the TSA supervisor is like, yeah, so I follow you on Snapchat. Just didn't you know if you need anything. <laughs> like, that, I'm like, well, dang. Okay, so that's how I'm like, all right, my influence is there. But I don't ever let it go to my head. Why? I always tell my following, I'm like, this is a family, this is a community, a sex positive community. So we're going to interact, we're going to talk. I'm not going to be one of those people that got like millions of followers and we're not chopping it up. Mm -hmm. I'm a public servant. My job is to serve the public and give the public information about sexuality Mm -hmm. and to enlighten. And this work isn't about me, truly. It's about God, really, because it's God reflecting through me and work. So I will never sit up here and get this big head where it's like, oh, I'm popular, I got all these followers, I'm not going to relate to anybody because I have a million followers. It's like, no. In the work that we do, we can't be like that. In In the work that we do, we can't be like that. Because we're not here for ourselves and to edify ourselves. We're literally here to shift consciousness. And in the conscious shifting work that we do and in the healing work that we do, we can't put ourselves before that work. Right. And it's literally God working through us. I always say, I'm doing the Lord's work. Because we are shifting. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We are reflections of God. Amen. Therefore, we are goddesses. Right. And, and I love when people see me correctly and be like, you are a goddess. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you I for love me. Yes. Correctly. Exactly. You know, that's my love would say. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's... I wouldn't trade this in for the world. And it's amazing to see just how sexuality connects us all. Like I said, from the upper echelon to the lowliest of person and everything in between. 
sex connects you with everybody. Just like we. Yes. I swear to God. We does connect you. Sex I saw that in Denver. Yes. We, <laughs> so I am the resident sex expert and uh, seminar coordinator for the Exotica Expo. The first ever seminar coordinator and resident sex expert. And we did Denver, Colorado for the first time. When I tell you that was the most lit show we've ever done, I mean, come on. Everybody was hot. <laughs> Everybody. We got invited to come outside and smoke one. We had brownie, edible brownies coming for us. One of my family members from social media, she uh, she won a ticket. No, she won two tickets. And so her and her partner came and she was like, do you um, do edibles? I said, yeah. So she baked me some brownies and she brought them. Damn shit was lit. They were. <laughs> I took off my heels and still were walking like I was in heels. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a beautiful thing when you can connect with others that are open and <clears throat> it is my duty to just normalize this conversation to normalize the conversation about sexuality that's how we're going to heal you know what I mean like we got to take sex talk from being like behind a veil being at um, late night after midnight uh, after dark shit like no the only way we're going to heal as a society in general, is to make this a mainstream topic, to make this mm-hmm. a topic that we're bringing up anytime, anywhere, in any kind of way, and it's age appropriate for for every part, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I remember having my first sexual feelings at like maybe five or six, and then oh, yeah, masturbating for the first couch. time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got a whooping once. <laughs> I think I was like four. I got a whooping once from having my dolls kiss. Mm-hmm. I used to strip my Barbie dolls too, and I used to fantasize oh, yeah. about having sex. No, I used to have sex with my Barbie dolls. Like they would get in, <laughs> eat pussy, and all. Like we used to have little sex scenes in our Barbie play, you know. But like this sex is amazing. And you can express yourself so many different ways sexually without penetration even being involved. Yeah. And I feel like we as a society just need to be encouraged to do that. Mm-hmm. So by individuals like myself and like Davia and our colleagues, them people just watching us, it just gives them and grants them permission to do so. It's all you need is that yes. yes. Especially as people of color. Yes. We need a yes. Because let me talk about how, like, you really are, you do inspire me with the way that you are super open. You challenge my, the hangups that I do have about sex. And I'm someone who, like, trust me, I'm super open and super blunt. But even as open I am with everything else, there are certain things that, like, with sexuality where, like, because of, like, the conditioning that I've had, it's hard for you to unlearn things that I still do have so many of those hangups. And you really challenged me to be like, why do I feel this way? Like, why am I ashamed of this? Why am I not open about this aspect? So Don't think that we don't do that every day either, because we do. Even as experts, we have to challenge ourselves every single day to, you know... Really examine what our hangups are and then ask ourselves like, okay, wh- why do we feel this way? Because in the work in the work that we do, we can't be judgmental and be casting judgment on the next person for how they choose to express themselves. So we have to face our own shit. Right. And if we don't face it, then we're not doing our job properly. Right. So, you know, there is stuff that comes up every single day. And we're still day. human. We're still every human. Single yeah. Day. 
Some of the things that the average person is shocked at, we're probably shocked at too. Right. You know, and stuff changes so much. Stuff changes so much in sexuality. Like, there are new genders and orienta- uh, new orientations and genders and identifications that are... Uh, that are freaking created every day. And so we have to be kept uh, abreast of these things and so that we can educate the public. I want to thank you guys so much for doing this today. Like, really, like, it was Ooh, super, Chicago. like, informative. Chicago, I love you. Right. But thank you guys, man, yeah, for, having for having us. Like, like we can go on forever, but right. this is so good. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this. Um, okay, say your, like, at names. Okay, David Frost. Everything. I'm Frosted Pleasure on everything. Dot com, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you want to call it. Sorry, drop the box. <laughs> Go ahead and follow me. Let me know that you heard us on. Okay, this is a good question. See, like my podcast used to be All Dicks Considered. Okay. You know, a spinoff of like you know All Things Considered NPR. My logo is the NPR, but like C H Y. And then I was like All Dicks Considered it was too provocative, so now it's All Shit Considered. Awesome. My hangups about sex and like having to really like I like that. Just that but yeah, so considered. yeah, definitely. Let me know you heard me on All Shit Considered. considered. And yeah, I'll definitely see what I can throw out there because you know I love giving away free shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all over the place. I got a lot of profiles. I have almost like every social media site you can think of. So, I'm going to um, just say them all. And then if you forget anything, just Google my name, Tayomi Morgan, or Google Amazon Tayomi or Tayomi, and you'll find it all. But on Instagram, I am the Glamazon Tayomi. And on Snapchat and Twitter, I am Glamazon Tayomi. You can check out my blog site, glamerotica101.com, for more sex advice. And you can check out my YouTube channel for some amazing videos on how to get into different sex positions and video advice on just how to enhance your sex life. It's youtube.com slash glamerotica101. Check out my work on cassiuslife.com and on ebony.com in the love and sex column. And yeah, just if you, again, if you forget any of that, just Google me. You can find everything. Uh, just please know that everything is hashtag not safe for work. So yeah, don't look me up on your company computer. <laughs> <laughs>